What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Just Friends. As always, I'm your host, Mitchell Embry, and I'm really excited about our guest this week because mostly I haven't really had the opportunity to hang out with any friends in like three weeks. So getting to edit this week's podcast was like getting to hang out with a friend all over again. I know you all have been cooped up in your houses. You've been social distancing. You probably haven't seen anybody fun in like a week and a half or two. It's been like almost three weeks for me since I've hung out with anybody other than my wife. I'm not complaining, but I kind of am. So now more than ever, we need an opportunity to stay connected to one another without putting ourselves in danger of catching that Rona and dying. But that's okay because we have a really great guest this week. Listening to his podcast over the past five days as I've been editing it has been so much fun. It was like I got to hang out with him all over again, and it was a blast. And I'm really excited to get to share his humor with you. He's a really interesting guy. His name is Mr. Kyle Tipton. I met Kyle when I was working at Dawes High School, and he's still a social studies teacher there, sort of. I guess, if school ever goes back in session, he will be. He grew up in Ashland, Kentucky. Then he moved to Lexington, where he did his undergrad and graduate degree at the University of Kentucky. Don't hate him, my Cards fans out there. He is definitely a wildcat to the core, and he is a hilarious individual. He's funny as shit. I lost count of the amount of times that I laughed out loud while I was editing. That could be because I'm lonely, but I think it's because he's funny. So I won't make you guys wait any longer. It is my pleasure to introduce to you part one of our conversation with our friend, Mr. Kyle Tipton. So as far as the mic is concerned, you're going to power fist it. That's what she said. Sweet. So, all right, Kyle Tipton. Here I am. Brian. Brian, technically, right? Yeah, Brian, Kyle, you know. Um, <laughs> the two widest names of all people in, in the whole world. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, like, uh, my grandfather, rest in peace, who just passed away, he had the two plainest names of all time, John Jones. John Jones. That's all you need, so. Extraordinary man, but yeah, here <laughs> I am. But I've got, um, I'm Brian Kyle, my dad's Brian Ray Tipton, and like, so it's like I'm not even a junior, I, <laughs> and I go by my middle name, and it doesn't make any sense. Man, so. my name's Mitchell Douglas. That's a cool name. It, it, I like it, actually, because it's a little bit unique, but let me tell you the story behind my name. Yeah. So my grandpa's name is Hildred, H-I-L-D-R-E-D, yeah. like yeah. Mildred, but with an H. <laughs> yeah. Uh so my parents were like, yeah, we're not going to name him that because that's just a bad name. <laughs> so, But they wanted to keep it oh in the God. family, as all good Southerners do. So they named me Mitchell after his dad. Gotcha. Who was a bootlegger. Hell yeah. He bootlegged moonshine whiskey. Yes. Everybody said he was like 6'2", so back then he was like one of the tallest dudes in like... Ever. Uh, Caneyville in that area. Yeah. And uh, the story goes that he shot somebody in the face... And the guy survived. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Like some type of, you know, like just disagreement that escalated. Yeah. So while I like the name Mitchell. Yeah. You know, the legacy is is, uh, strongly negative. (laughs) Uh, That's that's amazing. (laughs) It's a good story, though. Yeah. I mean, yeah. People say like Kyle is like the widest name of all time and stuff. But like. I throw them. I throw them. My great grandfather's name. Never met him, but like uh, his name was Buford. 
And I was oh, like, that's such a good name. And I was like, that's the widest name. <laughs> like, Kyle's not the widest name. That makes me think of Rallies. Rally. Did, oh, didn't they have oh, the Big yeah, Buford? The, the Big Buford, yeah. 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 Now, the, it, interestingly enough, okay, so there's like one rally. So speaking of rallies, I've only had ra- rallies like a handful of times, probably like three or four times. There was one in Ashland, but the joke was like, you know, like how they have their rallies fries with the seasoning and everything. With, they're delicious, yeah. Yeah, they're good stuff. And like, so... The thing is, is that it was right, but it was right beside the Coke plant at AK Steel. So the joke was like, like the Coke dust actually like fell onto the fries. So like <laughs> people would say, like my dad would say that and stuff, and like people would make jokes. So I just never went there because of that joke. <laughs> like, even though that's ridiculous. I mean, they're great fries, but they are great fries. That's yeah. a hilarious story, though. No, it's yeah, but it's still it's still going. That rallies is still going strong, I guess. I hope so because I, I love yeah. rallies. It's a like I have a fast food weakness. Yeah, yeah me too. But. It's yeah. rough. Oh yeah, I went to Taco Bell yesterday. It's amazing. Uh, I'll never get tired of fast food. I don't care. Like people <laughs> said, you would gr- like. I remember I had an art teacher. She was like, "Yeah, like we were talking about the, like you know, good seniors in high school, like that you do. You talk about Taco Bell, have a full blown conversation about it, and uh, we were talking about the beefy five layer burrito, and she was like, oh, that's <laughs> disgusting.'" <laughs> And I was like, no, it's not. And she's like, well, when you get my age, when you get my age, you'll grow out of it, and you won't want want to eat stuff like that. And like, here I am, like the same age as she was then, twenty six years old. And I'm pulling in, want my buffalo chicken fries burrito. Give me that thing. So, yeah, but that's, yeah. So you, that's an interesting thing about you and I that we have in common. Yeah, or at least we used to. You yeah. were a chubby kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was also a chubby kid. Wait, yeah, yeah, I was obese. Like, it, I was chubby for a little bit, but yeah, like, so growing up, growing up in Ashland, it's like, you know, there's not a lot of like options when it comes to food and stuff like that. So people talk about food deserts. It was, it was like the opposite of a food desert, but like, it was all just like chains and fast food and like growing up, that's just what you did. I mean, I went to McDonald's, like growing up, like I would go to, I would go to my grandparents' house during the day, like during the summer. And, like, my grandparents took care of me while my, like, parents were at work. So, yeah, I remember one summer we would, like, my mom would take me to McDonald's every single day. Yeah. And I would get, like, the, the sausage burritos and stuff. Let me ask you. So, you touched on this already, but you're from Ashland, Kentucky. Ashland, Kentucky, yeah. And so that's kind of more more east Appalachia kind of area. Yeah, definitely. West, eastern yeah. Kentucky. Yeah, exactly. Do you think that that is the culture because there's poverty there? Um, I mean, yeah, that's definitely part of it. Um, when people talk about like Appalachia or, you know, Eastern Kentucky or, or even like Southern Ohio and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I mean, Ashland's just that town. I mean, I should have brought it over here and shown you, but like, um, I have this like, um, Ashland history, like pictorial history. And I was just looking through it. It's all coal furnaces and like it's just pictures of coal furnaces and steel and like my dad my grandfather my granduncle all worked for um armco which and turned it ak steel you know putting the the same place putting the dust on the rally fries but like so they all worked in that and that's gone and uh but my dad dad's a sales manager so he wasn't actually there working my grand my grandfather and great uncle they were actually like like out there in the mill and stuff like that but that's cool. uh, like around like vats of like molten hot metal and yeah. stuff Dude, well, I, that's cool yeah so like i remember uh in high school on like take your child to work day 
So it was interesting. So like my mom, um, when I was growing up, she was a sales rep for uh, Biaxon XL. And uh, so she would, you know, they would ship like the, uh, all the medicine and stuff to her house. She would basically deliver it to doctors and get doctors to buy, you know, get the pharmaceuticals from that company by accident. So I remember going with her on work. She would basically just drive around. She would go down to like Southeastern Kentucky and stuff like that, where it was like, that's the real poverty, you know, right. That you talk about with, uh, like Eastern Kentucky, like Ashland's Ashland's Ashland. I mean, there's, it's 20,000 people. It's not what it used to be, but it's, it's nothing compared to like, like Harlan County or stuff like that, where it's still just a huge culture of like coal and stuff like that. I mean, we would go to these, I mean, it was just straight trailers, just backwoods, whatever. There was a town called Kermit. I think Kermit's in West Virginia. So it's like Eastern um, Kentucky into West Virginia. She would go and like, man, they had a really good basketball team. I remember growing up, I played basketball, a lot of basketball. Speaking of basketball. Yeah. You want to talk about, I I wanted you to finish your story, but yeah, this is shout out to Ashland's basketball team, right? Oh yeah. I'm wearing the shirt right now. Heck yeah. So yeah. 31 and oh, my cousin plays for the team. That's why I'm very, not, not just cause it's Ashland, but like very enthusiastic cause my cousin plays for the team. Yeah. So what are are the, the Ashland what's Tomcats shout out to the Ashland Tomcats, Ashland Tomcats, you know, like we, everybody talks about, you know, sexism and stuff. I mean, Tomcats, like. It's a male cat. <laughs> so like about the, the girls team's called the kittens. Oh, wow. That's pretty. Yeah. That's pre- that's kind of okay. Guess what the swimming team's called? Oh, God. Don't. Please don't tell me. The catfish. <laughs> not kidding. Yeah. Okay, that's actually less, that's less terrible than I thought. No. All right. So your mom <laughs> is in like yeah. really impoverished areas in Western Kentucky or Eastern Kentucky though. Yeah, she, she would. Yeah. I mean, just it depending, depending on where she would go that, de- you know, that day and stuff like that. She doesn't do that anymore. She actually works for uh King's daughter's medical center. Um, out in a like urgent care and dude, speaking of which, like little urgent care that I went to, I would go there growing up get, get to get allergy shots. You go there get checkups and stuff. But man, they had to train all the staff um, to treat like somebody like ODing on heroin and stuff like that. Yeah. Because they just got people just coming in from the highway, just fucking coming in. And like, um, yeah, there was like a girl like ODing in the waiting room. And so they had to have like the Narcan training and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Crazy stuff. And I mean, she does pretty like simple stuff. I mean, she. She gets a lot of characters, you know, coming in there. But yeah, but uh, going back to my dad, he uh, no, he he makes re- like a really good living for himself, and uh, he travel. I mean, he would travel to like Toronto, Chicago, mm-hmm. still does, and like um, trying to sail still steel and stuff like that. And but yeah, I would go out there and um, into the into the plant, and I remember like so we had these things called billets, you know. So that's sort of the steel like beams. They would sell so I, I actually had an opportunity like i would go back there and push the like the steel beams into the furnace and stuff like that oh, they well, melt yeah like that's pretty cool yeah i get to like work the machinery and stuff like that and so yeah i mean that was kind of, kind of the dynamic growing up actually that's and like you know we were talking about what my childhood with the childhood was like and I don't know if you know the comedian like Crystalia at all, but like yes, I do. I'm yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, we've talked about it. But uh, he had a uh, his slogan is "Life rips" and stuff like <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, my childhood pretty pretty much ripped. I didn't have like 
a lot of struggles growing up i mean okay that's what you're saying so yeah. like you're not trying you're saying i asked you about the poverty and you're not yeah. trying to represent yourself as having had that experience right yeah I'm, let's i mean i saw like i saw it and everything like, yeah. i know people that did um i mean you people like really close to me working those kind of jobs like talked about uh csx um yeah there's a company called csx that i guess still exists there but but yeah like my friend nick nick tallman shout out <laughs> uh, Nick Tom, one of the best. You gotta best share friends. this with him now. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm definitely gonna share it. But like, uh, yeah, his his dad worked for CSX and for like 30 years. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's yeah, definitely something. It's it's stuff that I saw, like the whole working class like mentality. But it definitely was not a part of it. I mean, like I had a pretty fortunate growing up. Any like any tough times that kind of that I had, I kind of brought it on myself because I was like drinking milkshakes and stuff and like <laughs> people call me yeah. fucking fat ass and shit which definitely brings us back to fast food <laughs> yeah. yeah we were i mean like i definitely struggled with like being chubby as a younger person yeah. and but and i also like my parents were were well off when we were coming up we definitely yeah. i definitely had friends who had a lot more issues with that than i did um but I, yeah I, I ate a lot of fast food not really so much when i was younger though my mom yeah. my mom let us have it I would say regularly, but really it was once I started living on my own and I was like, okay, I can cook. And, and back then cooking for me was like a bakeable thing that like I had purchased. Oh, right. Yeah. And then just threw in the oven and then boom, I've got food. Something like that, like a pizza or anything. I could eat that or I could just buy fast food. So I, I was literally eating fast food, like maybe once, sometimes even twice a day. And then sometimes Mm. I wouldn't. And I was fat, dude. It sucked. But that was more once I was an adult. Like I was yeah. more, I was like really like in my like early twenties when I was really fat, and that sucked. But, but you lost like a lot of weight. I did, but I'm gaining it back, dude. I'm fat. <laughs> I'm fat. I hate it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I definitely. That's why I'm drinking a white claw. There it's, we go. You know? <laughs> dude, that's why I'm drinking black coffee, man. Yeah. Like, but but definitely, yeah. Growing, I mean, I battled with it. I I don't know. I just lo- ever since I could remember, man. I just loved food yeah and people talk about like that you eat food to cope with stuff and like that was never i mean i would get stressed out and stuff but i never saw food as like i just loved it man like yeah i would never get stressed i'd be like oh man i need a you know burrito right now i'm so that wasn't me like i just always loved food and like i mean part of it is like i spent a ton of time in my grandparents house and uh growing up i mean and when you're with your grandmother and stuff you, you she doesn't say no so that was like we joke about it all the time like that's that was the land of i would just get like be 2 p.m i'll just get a milkshake i'm like can i have a milkshake grandma she'd be like yeah so i mean i drank milkshakes a lot of chocolate milk um i did i did i drank a lot of chocolate milk too. Dude, a lot of chocolate, chocolate milk, milk is delicious yeah it's it's like that is the most well, that's probably like the most comforting drink honestly do, like, we give, do we still give chocolate milk out at schools yeah, yeah, I've been in the lunchroom. Yeah, yeah, I don't get that. What, <laughs> going back, like, what the hell is up with the food in public schools? Seriously, it's supposed to be healthy, right? It's it, healthy. It, it's terrible. It's so bad. Why do we give them chocolate milk? You know, I get options and everything, but like, chocolate milk is not the way to go. And um, yeah, but like, that's a big thing in our area too. Is ob- yeah, just obesity. You know, but. I don't know. It's it's all about it's all about choices. 
that's what broke it down for me. Everybody makes fun of that. Uh, supersize me. Yeah, no. But, I've seen that. That's great. Yeah, but like, because people are like, well, no, duh, you're going to get fat eating McDonald's <laughs> for 30 days. But like, like that made a huge impact on me. Yeah. Because that was me. Yeah. <laughs> that was literally me. Yeah. I ate McDonald's every single day. Not for every meal, but like, but you know, I asked my mom, I'm like, you know, but my, mom, my mom's awesome. But that was because she's not the biggest cook. Never was, you know. And so, like us getting food like that and stuff was was you know just the way to go she made some pretty dope enchiladas but what was your go-to like what did you get when you went to mcdonald's mcdonald's is definitely like a for breakfast sauce the sausage burritos which still taste exactly the same they have and then like just a big mac and cheeseburgers and it used to be a double quarter pounder but now like kind of kind of off the double quarter pounder train too too much meat (laughs) i don't know I need I need uh, some like vegetables on there. I hear you. That's what I need to do more is vegetables. I, I, when I was at McDonald's, too. I was a nuggy dude. I liked my nuggets. Yeah, I mean, I, I ate every, everything there. I went to, one time I ate fifty nuggets. You remember the, the fifty nuggets thing that they used to have? Yeah, you, like you could get like fifty nuggets for like ten dollars or something like that. Yeah, I just sat there and ate the whole thing. <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah, but I don't know. Gr- but growing up. Like, it, it was awesome. That's rad. That's rad. Yeah, I mean, can't complain. Uh, so did you go to the same Ashland High School that is just now about to like? Yeah, yeah. That's there, rad. One high school. There's only one high school. Yeah. So like, so where I'm from, so in Boyd, so the county is Boyd County. Okay. So um, there's Boyd County schools, high school. There's Boyd County High School, and then there's Ashland Independent. So it's not like affiliated with the county. So Ashland okay. Independent. So that was the school system that I went to. And so went to Oakview Elementary. So there's like five elementary schools in Ashland. So Let's give people some context. We're talking about schools because yeah. you and I are te- we're teachers. Yep. No, I'm not anymore. Right. We still are. And we met uh, working at the same school. Yeah. So like, did you have a passion for education? Is that something that like you feel like you you have? Yeah, for sure. Like when I played in Ashland, I would I'd write it to people that like I haven't seen in a long time and like dude they're kind of shocked that I'm a teacher because dude I hated school <laughs> I hated school growing up every like I don't remember a time I didn't hate school like, I just like I don't know and then I became a teacher and I think that's part of it but yeah dude I definitely have like a passion for education just like um I didn't know what like I wanted to go to college obviously but like music was always a thing but I never like when I got to that stage, it's like, dude, I could never bet my, like, just bet my life on music, you know? Like, I wanted to go to school. Yeah. And, um... You might have been wrong about that. Like, what? Like... Like, if you had started then... I know, I mean... Because the internet it just became a thing. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I know, like, I mean, you just, you just never know. I mean... You're, you're 26, right? 26, yeah. How old were you when you got a smartphone? Um, I was about... How old was I? Like, 14, 15? Yeah, like I think I was a sophomore or junior, I can't remember. I was in an interesting time where I did remember life before smartphones and shit. Like kids now could not ever imagine that, you know? So I remember the time before it, I remember it coming coming up and uh yeah, I feel like we as a group, like social media was definitely I remember people were obsessed with MySpace before, like like I remember a friend uh, and I never I never had one, but like um 
I think I made like a Zanga, dude. I had a MySpace. Yeah, I didn't have a MySpace, but like I made a Zanga and like, dude, I don't even know what that thing looks like. It's probably like, there's probably like Guns N' Roses pictures. Like, <laughs> dude, I was so obsessed with Guns N' Roses. Mine was like dragons. <laughs> Heck yeah, dude. And, st- and like flames in the background and stuff like that. Yeah. And we spend a lot of time on like AIM. Gotcha. In like middle school, that was like the first thing. Yeah, yeah. What, what was yeah? What did it stand for? AOL Instant Messenger. Oh, okay, yeah. You could have a little photo in the corner, and it was it was like people would just sit on their computers and just chat. It, yeah, no, I, yeah. I didn't do that. My friend, yeah, friend Dave. Shout out Dave. Um, so me and Dave had an interesting dynamic. Like me and like Dave is like one of my best friends, but we are nothing alike. Mm-hmm. Like not at all. You know personality's different but like we've always been great friends and like he and he's a little bit older than me and like gotta say a little bit wiser his uh i'm very like yeah like i'm very emotional and just do things on impulse he's pretty calculated and stuff yeah so he was kind of like we he had that big brother dynamic with me growing up for sure because i I didn't have a brother i have two sisters but like so he would just like want to show me like it almost felt like he would always show me the ways you know he'd be like this is this is a, this is instant message yeah and like we were i remember going to before a national football game he was like he's like this this is uh you gotta get on here i'm like why he's like because this is how this is how you talk to girls i'm like what and like i was like afraid i was like oh no what, what was it what were you getting on it was just yeah it was just like an instant messenger it was, it was probably like what, what you were just talking about like an aol thing gotcha, and like, yeah yeah and he would just be like yeah this girl uh her name's like Jessica, and uh, we've been talking on today. And I'm like, "Do you know her?" He's like, "No," but she lives in Russell, Russell, <laughs> Russell which is like a town. Over. On his phone, he was doing this. No, this is uh, this is like sixth grade. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, I see, yeah. I see, I see, I see, yeah, 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 yeah. And he'd be like, "Hey, you know, uh, you know, Lucy." I'm like, "Yeah, of course, we Lucy." Yeah, we we just talked on, you know, and, you know, and I was just like afraid of like I was always afraid to talk to girls and stuff and be like social like that, put myself out there because I was fat. Oh, dude, I felt the same way. Yeah, I can definitely relate to that. Well, yeah, I was talking to uh, our dude, Andrew Crenshaw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, anybody listening to this, is somebody, you know, works at DOS, but, like, how thin, thin and, like, tall that dude is. He Growing up, too, he was, like... Chubby, Chubby, really? yeah, dude. Wow. Yeah. I like him a lot. I didn't get to know him as well as I got to know you. Great, yeah, great guy. And uh, I but, need to reach out to him. I'm yeah. thinking about doing a whole different podcast called yeah. Pissed Off Pedagogy. <laughs> <laughs> dude, yeah. I have a platform where teachers can come and just like tell the truth. Dude, there's there's definitely a market for that, you know. Yeah. Like there's definitely a market for teachers. Like there's this dude on Facebook, people I see teacher friends like share his videos all the time like uh he's doing like little comedy skits and stuff and it's just like simple stuff the principal? like It's does he talk about like the country prin- accent? Dude, ac- no. that guy's in Lexington. My my uh my cousin actually went to his school. Really? Yeah. D- not anymore. He actually didn't like it. Anyway, <laughs> great school. I don't know. But like, uh, so, but yeah, there's another dude who's like, and it's just simple, man. Like, it's just a matter of doing it. Like, he's like, you know, when Jermaine freaking does this and then he says something like, and it's not even like that creative, you know, you just have to do it. But yeah, it, but yeah no, I think that'd be a good idea. What school did you go to? What, I what went to co- PRP right over here. Like oh, we, yeah, you drove yeah. past it on the way here. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's it's just interesting, like because JCP has is so big. Yeah, it's humongous. Yeah, like and uh, I couldn't imagine going like being in a school district that big, like growing up, like because there's one school 
We're at one high school. Yeah. One high school. So you focus on that one high school. Yeah. You make changes as need to be made to, right. to best serve that one high school. I feel like I'm in an interesting spot where I like I've, I've lived in like a lot of po- parts of Kentucky. Yeah. Which I love Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And uh, like going from Ashland to Lexington, living, you know, going to UK and stuff like that. And I might go to Lexington tonight, but like, uh, and then like living in Louisville, Kentucky is just incredibly diverse. You have just like, you know, when it comes to like landscapes and stuff like that, people like shit on Eastern Kentucky and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But like, but I mean, like just driving there the other day, going to uh, Moorhead to see the Tomcats, met my family there. And, uh, like, dude, it's so, it's beautiful, man. Like, if you don't, if you, if you've never been out into Eastern Kentucky to see like the nature and stuff, that's what like Kentucky looks like to me. Like, it's not, it's not about horse racing or whatever. It's about like the nature and stuff like that. Like Carter Caves. If you've never been to Carter Caves, you got to go to Carter Caves. If you've never been to Red River Gorge. Oh, yeah. Red River Gorge is beautiful. Yeah. People never, to, I'm going to Google Carter Caves. Yeah, dude. People like people overlook Carter Caves, man. And I went there all the time growing up. That's pretty cool. What is it? It's just like this uh, mini cave system, little like resort place. And like, yeah, it's just in Carter County. And uh, it's about um, 20, 30 minutes west of Ashland. So... I would go there all the time, like with uh, my uh, my cousins, my gra- yeah, my grandmother, grandfather, and uh, like we would just go there and then you hike around in caves and stuff like that. That's pretty cool. Like it was just you know, yeah, I definitely miss that. I haven't been there in so long, but like yeah, like in high school we would go there. Um, definitely go to the creek, skip some rocks, you know, just old timey <laughs> fun fun times right there yeah you know and like we didn't need no smartphones yeah you know there's definitely something to be said about the the good the positive impact that nature has on just like your mental health oh exactly i love like i didn't used to when i was younger but like i've really learned to love being outdoors oh for sure no i've realized that like being older too and it's something that I didn't really, I didn't really realize. Even when I moved to Lexington, I would be, like Lexington felt so big to me. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, when I first moved there, like I was like, oh, there's so much traffic. I mean, there is a lot of traffic. Lexington's, you know, love Lexington, but like the everything's messed up, dude. That that, that place is grow is growing so fast yeah. and it has been, and it can't contain it. And so, like, they add on these roads and stuff, try to, but nothing ever helps anyway. But like, so so you you came to Lexington after high school because you went there. You went yeah. to UK for college. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I went. To, yeah, I went to kid. So I'm I'm class of 2011. Okay, cool. So I actually stayed in Ashland. Went to ACTC Ashland Community Technical College. Nice for a year, and that was that was definitely good for me because oh, like yeah, I'm I, I imagine if I went if 17 like I was 17 when I graduated. Okay, so yeah. I was so you're pre- a youngster. Yeah, I was pretty young. So like going down there, going down to UK, 17, 18 years old, and like no family there, and dude, I would. <laughs> it would have been bad probably. <laughs> and, and you know, I had a girlfriend at the time that was like really into school and stuff. And so like being in that environment, just in Ashland where it's like, there's nothing, there's no distractions. I didn't really like everybody moved away, which kind of sucked. That, that's that part of it sucked. Mm-hmm. But like just being in that environment, there's school. What are you going to do if you skip class? 
there's where are you gonna gonna go to speedway mm-hmm. you're gonna go to jolly pot <laughs> to shout out to jolly pirates <laughs> jolly pirates is a donut place in national uh, yeah well, like what are you gonna do go to go to the park that'd be actually pretty nice, but, yeah, would be nice. but yeah just being in that environment and then when i was a sophomore 18 years old i was you know still pretty young yeah. still pretty young but made the move i actually lived in the dorms as a sophomore and smart and uh yeah and uh so yeah it was pretty cool uh but like college man like college was uh those those first couple of years were pretty like shitty i didn't really know but going back i didn't really know what i was going to do i was terrible at college yeah it's i mean it just takes time because like i i know growing up i just wanted to be i wanted to play music like you know but like grow like i wanted to be a guitar player i had a passion for singing and stuff like that so but growing up like my close friends tried music and stuff and then like along the road they kind of like lost interest like you know my, my good friend nick that i just mentioned dude he was like playing guitar so much like when we first started like we were on the same level and then like i really dug deep into it and then he just kind of like fell off or whatever and so like we never we wanted to form a band growing up but like it never just never happened then i'd play with like other people and it would just would never happen and stuff and then um yeah it was like yeah and then i go go off to college i'm like i'm gonna find some people who are into metal so i mm-hmm. like i wanted to get into the scene in lexington and like i met i met you know one of my good friends alex bossy that dude's cool he's actually from louisville and went to uk dude like we i wore like an iron maiden t-shirt mm-hmm. in uh anthropology class where i met him he's like dude sweet shirt i was like awesome so like um we kind of got into the metal scene but like then i get into the metal scene and it's like you have all these dudes that are into like crust punk and like shit like that. And like, which is cool, but that's like not what I wanted to play. I wanted to play like technical metal and shit and like solos and anyway, but then I was like, but just a year ago I was like, you know what? I kind of want to do this on my own. Mm -hmm. What can I do on my own? What do I like? What kind of music do I like that where you just, it's me. I'm like, dude, like country, like, that you know so like because i grew you know if i wasn't listening to metal i was listening to like old school country right so i found like you know all these dudes like uh the more modern stuff i'm into is like like cody jinx and uh of course like can never have a conversation with me and not mention and me not mention tyler childers and (laughs) who's from my area so like i was like i'm gonna do that so here we go and that's what i'm doing so that's pretty cool playing live music and right now it's just covers and stuff but like god damn like it just like it was a freaking kind of release to kind of just put it out there like nobody knew i like when i when i put my cover of tyler childers on facebook i remember like a year ago dude i had so many people like messaging me like i didn't even know you sang yeah even you did this i'm like yeah i didn't know that you were into this i'm like yeah i don't know what i have to do to have to like wear a t-shirt that says like i like this <laughs> i like this music because everybody knew me as like a metal guy that gotcha. freaking play guitar that makes sense that makes stuff sense. like that but like old like old school country and that attitude has so much in common with metal like, yeah it's just like the same thing but what always like kind of drove me to metal like was the attitude behind it mm-hmm. like i always felt like it was a pretty like just an inspiring genre you know like uh if, I don't know how f- familiar you are with Judas Priest, but like the song, you've got another thing coming. When I've heard the, the song, yeah, yeah. When the lyrics are, um, 
you know, if you think I'm going to sit around as this world goes by, you're thinking like a fool because it's a case of do or die. Like, that's a fucking, I think that's just a great message, you know? Like, go out and do it. Yeah. You know? Like, you got another thing coming. If you think I'm just going to sit around and, like, not do what I want to do, you know? Yeah, I think when you're, like, if the people who really make it in music, regardless of genre. Yeah. Like, they dedicate their life to this thing that's a risky you know oh yeah and so like you learn lessons like that so i'm not surprised that like you you hear lessons like that in in any genre of music right yeah although some uh i i definitely can agree that some genres can be more profound and i think i listened to malcolm gladwell's podcast do you ever listen to that no he does a podcast called uh revisionist history oh i've heard of that but yeah yeah he did an episode about um about how country music has the opportunity to really get specific about hard things and like really dive deep into like challenging things. And that's part of the reason why it's kind of a transcendent genre. And so many people like it around the nation, even people who aren't necessarily growing up in rural areas. Yeah, exactly. Because old school country, like, and, and, and newer stuff too, Mm -hmm. but it's kind of country has become kind of more, uh, popular it's more like pop music now in some capacities right. oh yeah for sure uh, but the way that it can talk about life in this real capacity yeah. is very um it, it makes it very likable so I, a lot of people can really appreciate that genre of music for sure so i think i can't remember the song that he talked about the song it's like he loved he said he said he'd love her oh yeah, yeah he, he, he stopped loving her he stopped loving her today. Yeah, 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 yeah by george yeah george jones yeah classic yeah yeah that's a. he that's, talks about how sad that song is oh yeah and how powerful that is yeah because it's like about just being like passionate about mm-hmm. just like being passionate about something i think like i don't know dude I, yeah i listen to that song all the time dude josh turner does a freaking great cover of yeah. like dude josh turner like I love Josh Turner. Yeah, me too. His voice is so unique and so go, yeah. go, way saw, down there. Yeah, like I saw, him, I actually saw him in Nashville last like last uh, last year. But he was like one of the first country dudes I listened to growing up. Yeah, because uh, my cousin loved the song "Long Black Train." Yeah, that's and a good growing song. Up, yeah, growing up in a very religious background, that really just kind of hit home. Like, yeah, you know, that's kind of like I feel like so that song "Long Black Train" and. Um, I'll show you the song, but uh, Nose on the Grindstone mm-hmm. by Tyler Childers. I think it's got kind of the same kind of message. Right. It's, I mean, Josh Turner's going the more religious route. Right. Don't ri- you know, don't ride the long black train. Don't get tempted by Satan. Yeah. Instead, the devil's riding the long black train. Kind of just don't go down that path. Tyler Childers knows the grindstone. It's kind of the same thing. Like, keep your nose to the grindstone and out of the pills. And that's kind of the message I think of like kind of our area. You you have a path. So like yeah, going back like to like Eastern Kentucky and Ashland and stuff like that. When people th- people think about all the all the bad stuff, but like I see a lot of prosperity too. I mean, it's also like a land of like you know like pharmacists and like you know see I see a lot of success as well. Mm-hmm. You just kind of it's, it's just like which path are you are you taking? Because mm-hmm. it can go really bad and go really good just like kind of with anything but like it could go you can get into the drugs and shit like that or it's like you can actually stay in that area and make a living for yourself which i see too so it's just like it's really kind of like this 
two-sided thing like and it's just like what which you know are you gonna go on the long black train are you gonna not keep your nose to the grindstone and out of the pills or are you know that's what it's all that's i just think that's like what it's all about yeah you can really relate to that message yeah like nose to the grindstone that's why that song is so powerful and why so many people like that song by tyler childers is because it just paints that picture like you know but so so have you ever tried to write music of your own yeah yeah i write that's pretty cool and and uh, i actually wanted to put a song up this weekend that you wrote yeah but um might do that tomorrow I think I'll do that tomorrow. That's pretty cool. I don't know. When, I don't even know when this is going up. This podcast, but yeah, it probably won't be for like a month or so. Got you. Did Did you foster that at all in college? Was there music? Did you play music or anything like that in yeah, college? I would. I would. I would have always described myself as a bedroom guitarist. Okay. And I was fine with that for a little bit, and like just playing guitar, like and just learning stuff and like and but just never had like i was always concentrating on school and i wanted to like you know but like all the the whole touring aspect of music and stuff like that dude like uh, yeah that that doesn't appeal to you yeah and travel actually you don't think it'd be cool to travel all across the country i mean yeah i do but not like in a van every single night like you're traveling all day sleeping and then you get to this new place you do right you go to work and then you pack up and then you leave and go back to sleep. right it's like man it's like the saying with music it's like you get paid for the the 23 hours that you're not playing yeah you know the one hour you're playing that's the that's the fun time yeah (laughs) but everything else it's like but i mean i just kind of do that now i mean i like like i like driving around and really not spending my time and in really one place like i mean like because over the summer i wasn't in louisville i was like i was not even in louisville for like a whole like week straight like i was always either in lexington or ashland or what doing whatever so i don't know we'll see i mean i kind of drive around now in my car with all my stuff in there call call my ford fusion that's (laughs) my my tour bus you know what all do you take with you you've got a pa yeah i got the pa and I got my guitar. I got a mic. You got a mixer. Got a mixer. Okay. Cool. I got got to plug in two things, that's which, not, which is awesome. That's so, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I just plug in my amp, plug in my mixer. I'm good to go. That's what's cool, just about technology nowadays. You yeah. Can, you can everything's really compact. Um, and that's awesome, man. I played music. We can probably jam a little bit after this. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Um, we done. There's something about it. It's intoxicating. Yeah, it's, it's it's a release, man. It's you, like so. You said you were introduced to music through, uh, so, well, your introduction to country music was kind of through like a more kind of religious kind of vibe, like you like uh, gospel music and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean that was always around because yeah, I, yeah, I grew up Baptist mm-hmm. and Baptists love music. So yeah. I mean, growing up like that's that was kind of my introduction to music was was definitely gospel and uh, and. Uh, yeah just stuff like that like my grandmother played piano and and uh sang in the choir and uh my grandfather did too but like grandfather love my grandfather but i've never heard him sing in my life <laughs> i've never heard him sing in my life but he was always at the choir in the choir and like we joke around that like so i know way too much stuff about like old tv and stuff like i watched andy griffith growing up yeah so there's an episode where uh don nods barney like he was supposed to sing in the choir and then he like he just mouthed it and he mouthed it but like somebody got 
somebody like back they had a dude backstage with a mic and they he was singing and like Don, uh, Don Hunts was like thought it was him and but anyway he mimed it and they said I said that was my grandfather <laughs> but anyway like that's so, funny definitely that and then then i didn't know like what kind of music i really liked until uh in third grade i mean the then my dad introduced me to the beatles mm -hmm. and then it was all over like that i just like loved music up to, up to that point so i was listening to like a lot of old stuff like i was listening to like i didn't listen to like a lot of sh shit that's from our generation at all and, really not much yeah. hip-hop at all no no really? not at all yeah, I mean, I like, guess you you kind of went the metalhead route, so you were listening right. to that. It was like I just wanted like I loved guitar, yeah. And, like I wanted heavy music, and so it just kind of like escalated from there. So it's like it, I was listening to, like '60s music, like '60s like pop rock music, like the Beatles, um, Beach Boys, uh, the Turtles, love the turtles and like the monkey like sh shit like that lots of animal names bands. lots of animal yeah, there's a lot of a lot of animal names back then <laughs> there was the animals the band <laughs> yeah like yeah <laughs> yeah like the like the stone then it, it was like the rolling stones yeah and then like it was, the stones. yeah then it, then i got into like 70 stuff so then i was like then um uh, it was like led zeppelin mm -hmm. uh I really wanted to listen to Black Sabbath, but my dad was like ultra protective and did not want me to listen to Black Sabbath because they talk about Satan. So that religion was a big part of like you're coming up. Yeah, yeah. Because sure. the reason I brought it up was because like yeah. I played music in a band at church for a right, little while. Yeah. I did that a couple times. One time, yeah. one time I sat in. That's yeah. pretty cool. Our uh, this dude Clancy at the Methodist Church in Ashland. Yeah, I sat in for like three weeks because he broke his wrist or something i don't know but yeah i did yeah i, I lived that life a little bit that's pretty cool i'll yeah. tell you a story you, you talked about your grandpa like not yeah. not actually singing in the choir i played music with this guy <laughs> yeah. named matt smith cool dude yeah and uh he ended up playing bass with us for a while but the first time he ever played with us he just was filling in as like a rhythm guitar player gotcha and yeah. uh after talking to him about it, he was like, dude, I just faked the whole thing. I had my volume down the whole time. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> he, just, he just needed to build up the courage to get on stage. Dude, that's hilarious. But eventually, he became a really good bass player. Really? It was pretty yeah. cool, yeah. It just takes time, man. It just <laughs> takes time and putting in the work and learning. And, I mean, like, I can't talk like I'm – you know who you need to talk to is is Joe Freck. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because he, like, toured – he traveled. Oh, yeah, Playing music. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, because he, he actually – he went and saw me – in court, yeah, court in Indiana, and uh, yeah, oh yeah, oh, yeah. I knew you were there, but like, but uh, did you hear him sing a little bit? Like, no, did he sing? He sang like a, like a t like he he says like I want to hear he sing. He's like, well, he's like only if I got paid or you know something. Like, <laughs> he said something like that. Like he won't really sing. Yeah, and I heard him sing like a couple lines, and it sounded really good. Yeah, but I really want to hear him sing. That's pretty cool. He says he sings like a, at a church or something. Like we before, should do before. you me. And Joe should get together, hell yeah, and learn some songs together, yeah, and go out and and just me and him sit in with you, hell yeah. Uh, there's a lot of different things we could do. You could play guitar. I could play. I have like a hand drum, like a djembe, dude. Yeah, like a shaker, dude. My uh, so the house I'm living in now. I'm just moved to Middletown, so I, I don't know if I told you, but like we, uh, I was living on Frankfurt Avenue. And then we had, a, had a, me and my roommate Trey had an opportunity to move into like a freaking nice house. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, like a house like here is like, like it's got like a base, like it's, it's got like a finished basement. Mm -hmm. That's dude, cool. It's our music thing. We actually jammed in there the other, the other day and he, he plays drums and they're really freaking loud. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, it, yeah. So 
yeah dude, I, I would definitely be into that that's cool but um yeah i mean just like you know growing up i don't know so like what was your first what was your first like major like in, in college in college yeah engineering right right okay. way way too big yeah and then when i came out of that on the other side of it i was pouncing around like i was bouncing around like a social science yeah. i was like do i want to do sociology anthropology or psychology i got you i was like i don't want to do i was interested in all of them and to be honest i was most interested in anthropology mm. but i was like i don't want to be i don't want to travel and do ethnography i don't want to be yeah. a archaeologist yeah uh and then psychology i was like i don't think i want to be a therapist and i don't think there's any money there so i just went sociology i was like i don't even because it was just so vague i was like (laughs) i don't even know what it is but then i got really passionate about it and i learned a ton of really interesting things that's awesome and in anthropology and in sociology i'm still interested in all of that too what what about you what did you do yeah so like that's yeah like i i didn't know what i was going to do so my mom was like you should do communications because like you like to talk and Mm -hmm. blah 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 and i'm like yeah but then like the vagueness of that major kind of scared me yeah like i was like i don't there's not like a like a clear path of what you're you're gonna do and like Mm -hmm. like my friend connor he actually he works for uk athletics like he did communications but like he knew he wanted to be a sports writer yeah like he knew that's what he wanted to do and i was like "Ah, but like i'm not i like sports but i don't know if i want to like make that my my job but like so then after that i I did uh, psychology for like two semesters yeah then but then i was like yeah i don't know what the frick i'm gonna do with it because like when i when i learned that like most of the professors were doing stuff like this i remember one of my professors like studied birds like the psychology of birds and study and like i was just like i don't, I don't want to the do abstractness that. of that the is scary too yeah, yeah. And like then, I, yeah. you were used to seeing people get jobs working for for somebody exactly yeah me too yeah and so like then i was like maybe i know i was like i know teaching like because people actually told me like you should be a teacher like a long time ago like and uh i was like what I hate school but like <laughs> but then um i always want you know just at the time i was like wanted to do something to help people like more like a major that would help people like mm-hmm. i could have maybe gone into like the business and like management route like like my dad but i hated math I still hate math sorry math people sorry mr ember but um i don't love math myself honestly yeah no. i know it's cool having learned it because yeah. a, a lot of things that didn't used to make sense make a little more sense but yeah. other than that it's not fun yeah. to do but so like yeah but then yeah i just made teaching my thing and then uh so yeah. it was like junior year junior year you yeah, switched to education basically and yeah so like what, what what is your final degree in secondary social studies education secondary social studies education yeah. so you made the decision you were going to be a teacher around like 20 right yeah definitely yeah, that's Def- cool definitely around there that's an interesting choice yeah you want to know i think for a lot of people potentially even for me like choosing teaching as a profession was almost like i guess a continued education yeah it's like i need i have more to learn about how the real world is but i definitely kind of like you did not see something more abstract as an option because i'd never seen it done exactly yeah so like your your dad even though he he was like working for sales team and like doing all that stuff Mm. for like a, a larger company that already existed right 
Uh, my dad was a construction worker. Yeah. My mom was a hairdresser, so she actually did sort of like have her own business that she mm-hmm. ran. She was an independent contractor. Right, yeah. But it never occurred to me in college or high school yeah. at all. Like, you should do, you should make a podcast. You should go into radio. Right, yeah. And that's exactly. something I've learned that I love. Yeah. I just didn't know it. Right. Like, yeah, I know. Like, now that I, I have seen it done, like, talking about be, like people being creative and going different routes or whatever. And it's all about, like, connections, too. Like, like for example, my older sister, she got, she got a fine arts degree. That's another thing that kind of, like, freaked me out. I mean, like, because she got a fine arts degree, and then when you, you know, you go into the arts, you know, your options are pretty limited. So she ended up working for, like, a, a company in a... Ashland, it's like kind of out in like Lawrence County, so a little bit southern than Ashland, but it's called a uh, Calgon. It's like a carbon. I don't like, I actually have no clue what they do, but like <laughs> anyway, lo- like a lot of people work there, and she had to work like you know the late shifts, like twelve hour shifts, like a freaking night and stuff. So like. she wasn't doing anything with her degree at all, right? Yeah, uh, and I so, thought you were going to say that she was doing like graphic design well, for them or something. Well, the thing is, is that later on, now she works. Now she lives in Lexington, and she works for like a nonprofit. And just like that does like a, like a neurology nonprofit thing. And, um, so she was creative in that, in that way, making connections, getting a job. Now that yeah, I've seen that, maybe I could have gone to communications and gone that route with like net it's, you know, networking, it's meeting people and stuff like that, which I'm really good at meeting people like, you know, so I don't know, but but like my like my little sister, her her major's communications and like a minor in marketing, and she works for this um, company online. It's called Seiko, and uh, it's it's not it's not a nonprofit, but like they have like these women in Africa that like um, like teenagers that make like these products like shoes and stuff like that, and like their all their education is paid for and stuff like that. That's like, awesome. Yeah, so it's like she went, she kind of went that route and stuff like that. So, so I don't know. So these teenagers make like jewelry and shoes and mm. clothing, and then they sell it, and then they use that money to pay for their school. Yeah, well, they they get paid, and they're like they get paid, and also their education is paid. Like they get like scholarship. And That's stuff really like that. cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I don't know that much, that many details about it, but she is. It, it, it looks like you know you you get on Facebook, and it's like you have like you know stephanie or stacy and they're like hey buy this wrap you know that help you lose weight and stuff like that it kind of looks like that for a second but it's like it's like legit you know oh that's cool yeah it looks like she's kind of but like she has like little parties on facebook yeah it's like let's have a, a seiko party and she puts it on live and it's like, Hey, here's our products and stuff. Yeah. And like, she's actually, had like some pretty good success with it. And That's stuff. Pretty cool. so it's just crazy. Like just these different avenues that kids can get, get into, like when it comes to getting a job and stuff, you don't have to work at like, you know, McDonald's anymore. Really? Like it's just, you get it when you're creative and stuff like that. But, but those things didn't used to exist. I know. Like so when, you just, I, when I was coming up, it was like, I had no clue that that was going to be an option. Right. So let's pause. Yeah. Because I got to pee. You got to pee? I got I to take a break. Right, let's do it. Hey, guys. We'll get back to Just Friends in just a second. But first, I just want to make sure everybody out there is aware that this is only part one of our conversation with Kyle. And there's a whole second podcast that's going to become available on Wednesday. I've noticed that part one 
almost always gets at least twice as many listens as part two. And that bums me out a little bit because often part two is the better podcast. Usually by then we've been going for about an hour or so and my guest is really loosened up. The drinks have been flowing so at least one of us is drunk, usually me, sometimes both of us. And by then we've already kind of introduced the guest and we get down to just a interesting stories and fun conversation. I really do think if you're not listening to part two of all of our shows, you're missing out. But that's okay because they're not going anywhere. They're still available. So if you've missed out and you've skipped the second half of some of your favorite friends, go back and check those out, guys. I'm telling you, there's some great stuff in there. Part two of this episode will be available on Wednesday. So don't forget to check it out. That's it. Let's get back to the show. He said I love you until I die. We're back. Before we peed. Yeah. Drinking White Claws now. It's going to get crazy. Oh, man. You were talking about... uh, No, there's been... There's usually alcohol in all of these. Gotcha. I think the I only that. one that I drank no alcohol has not been released yet. It was with my buddy Shamir Patel. Yeah. And he doesn't drink, so I was like, well, then I can't I can't drink then. Can't do it. Damn. Um, dude, alcohol is amazing. Yeah. So before we peed, you were talking about college. Yes. And the, But then when we were upstairs, you were about to tell me a, an interesting story about your mom who was adopted. Yeah, so like my mom, yeah, my mom, my aunt, and my uncle, all on my mom's side. Yeah, they're all adopted. Are they biologically siblings? Nope. Nope. So they're all three adopted from different families. Yep. That's pretty cool, man. It, yeah, it's pretty interesting. I remember, like, I remember, like, kind of learning about um, when I was younger. I was like, "What? Like, they're all? You guys are all adopted? Like, oh, it, it made totally. It just made total sense because like none of them are alike. They don't look alike." all of them have incredibly different personalities so that was yeah that was an interesting dynamic and but like yeah going back because my mom didn't really want to do we we wanted to do 23 and me but like mom was kind of weird about that kind of like just learning about who her biological parents were because it's like you know she has parents and like so but now that they're they both passed away we might go into that that's pretty cool so who all is going to do it i don't know um, me, my mom, or me, my sister, and my older sister. That's so cool. I'd be interested. I mean, like, for the listener to bring you guys up to yeah. speed, we were talking about my dog. Good. Now I don't know what she is, but she's adorable. You guys have seen a picture of her. I made an I made an ad for my Patreon page. Yeah, that I don't think people. I don't think it went well. I don't oh. think people under were like I don't want to say that because I don't want to make people sound dumb. I'll just cut this part out, but. <laughs> I made a Patreon page. I made a Patreon page so yeah. people could like support me if they wanted to. Yeah. And I made an ad with my dog, a picture of my dog. It said part two with Winnie Embry. Just a picture of her. Uh-huh. Uh, this uh, drops today. It was on like a random day, like a Thursday. Yeah. And then I, in like the comments or like in the caption, I put some people will say it's impossible I say anything's possible with the support of your friends. Oh. And then it was a link to my Patreon page. Gotcha. But I think people only looked at the picture and they didn't read the comment. And so I think people might have been like, did he try to do a podcast with his dog? (laughs) 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 That's hilarious. That is funny. Now I got to leave this shit in there. I'm going to have to be tricky with the edits. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh... (laughs) 
<laughs> dude, people need to go like talking about dogs. People need like, dude, don't just get a random ass dog at the pound. Don't yeah. like it's okay if you like you want a breeder and stuff like that. I'm not judging, but personally, if I get a dog soon or whenever, I'm just gonna go straight to the pound. Yeah. I'm gonna pick one out because dogs are dogs. Yeah. Growing up, all we had was mutts. Yeah. Now, in Ashland, all we have. We have two mutts. Yeah. No fucking clue what they are. And Mo- Molly and her daughter, Pippi. There's not a lot of people who have like the mother and the daughter or the mother and the pup mm-hmm. living together. That's the dy- dynamic we had. And they love each other. They're best friends. That's awesome. That makes sense. They're mother daughter. Yeah. But interestingly enough, my sister has another one of the puppies. Her name is Noble. But Molly, the mother, does not take to noble mm. like she does pippy it's really weird that like weird. yeah it's like it's like only because pippy was kind of like the runt but mm. anyway but like dude they're just dogs but anyway just, just adopt adopt yeah, D- don't anything. don't shop any yeah as the people say dude i take i take that even further sometimes and this kind of brings us back to where we were like if i were to have children adopt don't I would, shop i would i would adopt <laughs> Really? Yeah. Before I would make my own babies, <laughs> yeah, I would, dude. I would find a baby that's already alive and yeah. that really needs somebody to love it and take care of it, and yeah. like be compassionate for it and, and help it reach its achieve its ultimate potential, rather than put it in a situation where it really doesn't have a chance. Right. Um. So that's it's cool that your yeah. parents, that your mom and all of her siblings were adopted. Like, what was yeah. going on with your grandparents there? I uh, I think uh. I'm not totally sure, but, uh, like my mom told me once that like my grandmother, like, uh, she had some condition that made it hard to have kids or mm-hmm. something. And, uh, I've heard, there's a name for it, but like, I'm too like fucking stupid to remember, but like, <laughs> but like, uh, yeah, it was hard. I think they tried to have kids and it didn't work, but they, they just started to adopt. So that's really cool. But it would have been like interesting because like my grandfather was like, he has an interesting eclectic mix of heritage. Like my great, great grandmother was full blood Choctaw Indian native American. And so like, dude, he, your great, great grandma. Yeah. Great, great grandmother. What was her name? I have no clue, dude. I think I have, I'm, I'm not certain. Cause my dad got into like heritage. Yeah. I have a great, great, great grandmother uh, whose name was little settler. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know what, nice. her, I don't know what her, uh, her like tribe of origin was got you yeah dude she she's full blood choctaw and like apparently she's an asshole about me and like i would be too if i was like all my land was and shit was taken yeah i don't know but like but um (laughs) yeah like like that side of the family has so many stories that are just wild like like apparently like my great aunt who everybody thought was like poor she the and I, i didn't know her but like apparently she she passed away and uh dude i'm coming alive from this white call so <laughs> i'm so i'm so hungover i mean, still am hungover but like she would she would come she would come around and be like hey kids here's a bottle cap to play with like stuff like that and they thought she was incredibly poor dude she freaking died and then they found thousands of dollars of straight cash straight cash homie as randy moss would say under her mattress just piles of cash and she had coca-cola stocks wow and like 
nobody knew. That's amazing. Yeah. And anyway, but my great grandmother that I never knew, probably shouldn't mention this, but like, I don't know. She had her, she got decapitated by an airplane. Wow. That's, yeah. Yeah. You, my, uh, should yeah. you not mention it because it's Actually, like a touchy story? Well, yeah. My papa passed away. So it's like he's, he's never going to, well, one, he didn't know, he didn't have Facebook or anything. So he would never listen to us. Two, he's not here anymore. So right. that was the only person I could not mention that. But yeah, she got freaking like, her head chopped off by an air by a propeller. That sound that's the, one of the craziest things. So so okay, can, is there a story? Apparently, like her purse got caught in or some shit like that. Why was she so close to the airplane? It was like my great grandfather's personal plane or something. And like, wow, what did your great grandfather do? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what he did. But he had a person. He had, he had a plane. personal plane. Like, so your your grandpa's dad or her dad? My papa's father. Had a plane. Had a plane. And it, he chopped his son's wife's head off with it? No, he, he, no, he ch- chopped his... Well, I don't know if he did, but his wife... For, <laughs> I'm sorry, you're right. I should... <laughs> so, but dude, that, that's, actually a total, that's actually a total thing. Like, <laughs> one time my mom was like, yeah, we think like he pushed her. I'm not, I'm not even kidding. I don't even know why it's funny, but, <laughs> but it is. <laughs> but it's not funny. Sorry, mom. Uh, but I, I don't have to put this in here if you don't want to. No, we yeah, I don't care. Okay, we, cool. we put it. But like, so so they li- they they lived in West Van Leer, Kentucky. So West Van Leer, coal coal camp, coal town. Like it's named after a man who opened a coal mine there. And so Loretta Lynn is from there. My mom loves Loretta Lynn. Yeah. So coal miner's daughter, um, butcher hauler. That's where my grandfather's from. And then like. My uncle, freaking like when he passed away early, you know, a few months ago. I guess that was, that was like five months ago. Anyway, like he said that Loretta Lynn used to call my papa. And we're like, what? Wow. And we're like, what? Loretta Lynn called papa, and they would have conversations. That's crazy. I want to just say <laughs> I'm I'm sorry for all of your loss. You seem like you've had a lot of loss recently. It's been yeah. It's been a. It's been yeah eventful. But those are it's all good. Those are amazing stories. Those yeah, are, those are so interesting. Um, I think you and I have a lot more in common than I realized. Like you kind of have like Eastern Kentucky. I, gosh, I'm trying to say this in a sensitive way. I, I'm not sensitive. So okay, well, I used to be. People, some, anyway. of, some of my family members who listen to this are sensitive. Oh, but I'm just gonna say it. You've kind of got like Eastern Kentucky, kind of like the way I just said that was so Kentucky. But like kind of white trash kind of like Uh, yeah i got i got like a little bit it's not full on i got some of that also and like just around me Mm -hmm. and i love those people i love the people i love them so much yeah like again like they're fucking amazing people i've got i've got some interesting family members also yeah they've done some pretty crazy things right it's it's like yeah that side of the family like it's it's really kind of like a really binary kind of thing because like on the tipton side baptist like straight laced it's like yeah like go, going back to saying it i did not grow up in po- like in poverty like what do you think of but it was definitely around me yeah and the experiences that surround poverty lots of alcohol consumption some people handle that better than other people yes some i imagine you probably had some people around you family members who weren't super wealthy Right, yeah. Most Maybe of my, not like really super impoverished, but right. not super wealthy. Yeah, most of my family is not 
That's my experience too. I I can experience that too. My family did pretty well. My mom, like I said, was a hairdresser. My dad was a construction worker. Together, they made pretty decent money. And so we were pretty well off. But that's not necessarily true about a lot of my other family members. And Mm -hmm. that's also not necessarily true. That's definitely not true about earlier generations of my family. Right. Like my grandma's family, they... They, my dad's mom, they did pretty well. They were sharecroppers. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah. like, That's that was actually work. good for them. It was good for them. Like, they, yeah. they owned a car. So, like, they mm. did well. Mm. You know? So, like. Yeah. But they they farmed some other wealthier man's land and got, got to you. keep some of it and got paid. Yeah. And then, like I said, my dad's mom, or my dad's dad, I mean, his dad, my great-grandpa, Mitchell, right. who I'm named after, was a bootlegger. Yeah, and like and shot a man in the face. I mean, we, I told that story already, but but that's amazing. And then my on my mom's side of the family, <laughs> yeah, like my grandma, I don't know a whole lot about her history. I need to find out. Yeah, I did a ancestry dot com. Really, it is very interesting. That's why I know so much about my dad's side because yeah. he is interested in the genealogy, right? Because like I just did the Tipton side because again mom was like kind of sensitive about her lineage and stuff we might do that soon i don't know yeah but i'd definitely be interested to see exactly because like dude i mean the tipton side was i gotta say very um uh just a boring ass like i mean like dude we we were actually very wealthy the tiptons really oh, that's oh, nice yeah. that's cool oh so your dad's out of the family dude, had- well like i'm a, like a grandson of the american revolution i had like multiple relatives that fought in the revolution okay so i thought that that was the case yeah i've heard you talk about this before yeah so i also had a ancestor who fought in the civil war for the confederacy whoops but it happened so you can't take responsibility for that yeah i know i'm like yeah so like but i'm definitely not like oh he fought for this land you're not going to reenactments no i had a relative that that did that i think that would be cool i think it would be really i think it's interesting the motivations for why it's done in the South are weird, but <laughs> yeah. I think like, I don't get the, that shit at all. The whole like uh, the lost cause of the of the Civil War, as it's called, the freaking states' rights and shit, and yeah. people are so passionate. I'm like, dude, find something else to be passionate about. First of all, that was like 150 years ago. Mm-hmm. I don't care that my relative fought for the South. Like, I'm not being like you know, like oh, he fought for his state and shit like but like there's a lot of people who are like that and i and i don't get the sentiments but i don't know yeah and you disagree with that decision right yeah i mean i mean like yeah i want to be on the right side i want to if he fought for the union i'd be like hell yeah yeah but like when you can't be like like it it is a touchy subject to talk about but i guess it it did happen it's unfortunate but the history of like any 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 war like that it's it's very interesting and to see it reenacted because i'm so separated from that i've never served in any type of like right. military capacity i've never yeah dude shout out to i don't the military, even dude. fight yeah <laughs> like i don't do anything like i don't even fight recreationally <laughs> dude i've never been in like a full-on fist fight or anything mm-hmm. like well I, I punched a kid straight in the head one time and it was pure emotion and passion yeah again talked about how i'm a very like i'm a very impulsive person um I'm a lot better than I used to be. I used to get like really pissed off and stuff and stuff like, but it was uh, like, I'm I'm also very, a very happy person. I'm just emotional, you know, but like, dude, I used to get really pissed off and like, 
dude. I, I remember putting like a freaking hole in my the hole in my wall. You know, like the whole meme about Kyle's and Monster Energy drinks and like <laughs> putting holes in walls and stuff, dude. I did that in high school. Is like, that why you chose the name Kyle instead of going by Brian? <laughs> yeah, dude. I dude the name Kyle sucks, bro. I've always hated my name so much. Really? I yeah. have a friend named Kyle. He's one of my favorite people. No, I mean like I've met a lot of Kyles and they're all quality people. Um, you know, I have a buddy named Chad, and that name has a really negative connotation. Chad, Chad, Brad. Uh, His brother's name is Brad. Dude. It's Chad oh Brad. Oh, my God. Is their last name Douchebag? Because, like, <laughs> that, that would just, like, really tie it all together. <laughs> Chad and Brad the douche. But but that's unfortunate. They're probably, like, great people. They're, they're amazing people. But it's crazy how names can, like, really. It, that is interesting. Yeah. But no, Chad. Chad's been on the podcast. He's a wonderful guy. He's an engineer. Yeah, I listen, I listen to that one. Yeah, his brother's name is Andy. It's Chad, Brad, and Andy. Nice, Andrew. like from Toy Story. Yeah, like Toy Story. Dude, also, and Andy's are quality people. Yeah. So you don't like your name, Kyle? Why not? Because it's like a wimpy name, dude. You I think want, so? I want a strong ass name, dude. I, I think want... I think Kyle's a fine name. It's it's a good. It's, and it's Brian all right. is a good name. I have a buddy named Brian. Yeah, Brian's cool. I I admire quite a bit. Dude, it's just like I think our generation growing up. Again, you're like a few years older than me, but like not that much. It's like four years. I'd say we're in the, we're in the we're millennials. Millennials, millennial yeah. names, dude. That's when names names were ruined with millennials. You think so? Yeah. Now we got trash names, bro. Braylon, Kaylin. God, the worst, the worst. I can't really say that because I have family members who's are named their children are named that. He <laughs> <laughs> doesn't mention them, <laughs> but like like Ashton and it's 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 funny to talk about, dude. But like my nephew though, yeah, his name is Leonardo, badass. Wow, where did by, that come goes from? By Leo, I don't know. Leonardo Alexander. Hmm. Dude, those are both strong names. Dude, I got a, I got a shout out, Leo. Great kid. Just how old a, is he? He is. How old is he now? I was a freshman when he was born. It's two thousand eight, eleven. Oh, what? The, I can't do math. I can't do math, dude. He's like twelve. He's in middle school. Twelve, thirteen. His birthday's in July. Dude, he's dude. He is so cool. He's kind of like a little. He's he's like a better version of me. That's when cool. I was twelve, like because uh, he he just ha he's a, he has a good moral compass. He likes uh, he loves video games and just loves cool stuff. And like, dude, I was kind of I was kind of wondering how he would because uh, he grew up in Ashland, but then like Ashland doesn't have that that much opportunity. My my brother in law, um. He manages Mellow Mushroom in Lexington. Cool. So, uh, so that's what he does. And like, so they moved to Lexington. When was that? It's like 2016, 2017. So I was wondering how he would adjust. When I was a kid, I could not imagine moving schools. Like, that would have sucked for me. I never had to. My sister had to though twice. Really? Yeah. Why's that? So we both went to, I went to Johnsontown Elementary growing up and then we moved when I was in elementary school. Yeah. So she did two years at a different elementary school. Yeah. Where I did all five years in elementary. And then we went to Stewart Middle School and we both went there for three years. And then I went to PRP. She went to PRP for two years. Yeah. She's two years younger than me. So I was a, I was a junior, senior. She was a freshman, sophomore. And then when I left PRP, she went to DOS. Oh, okay. And my sister graduated from DOS. Wow. In 2009, yeah. What does she think about it? <laughs> <laughs> I think she had good experiences there. That's good. I mean, dude. She did a podcast. She's an RN now. She's a nurse. Oh, sweet. Yeah. I'll check that out. Um, it's 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 the privilege. We have privilege. 
you you can't separate yourself from the fact that like because my parents were able to make a decent amount of money right like me and my sister were able to overcome some challenges that other people in our in the same area as me were not and i'm sure you experienced that exact same feeling yeah no exactly yeah because so yeah. so yeah so i think just you know to be sensitive like you have to you have to ab- admit the privileges that you've had but right that, I mean, it, you can't change it you can't do no, anything I mean, about it's just it. the part of it like not like i don't think you should judge really anybody for their background as long as like they're just a freaking good person you yeah. know but like it, it is it is yeah i mean got the whole white privilege thing going on which is like definitely a thing but it's like it's it's funny because i feel like my area doesn't fit the narrative really of you know of that mm-hmm. it's like i see a lot of white people it's mm-hmm. like i don't see a lot of privilege you know it's like yeah it's about i, I definitely see white privilege you know but it's yeah. like it's like it's uh, a very nuanced conversation oh yeah get another claw I'll grab one too. All right. Do you want to hear the national anthem of heavy metal? Yes. Man, <laughs> it's an opening of a. Usually, it's an opening of a beer, but this is a white claw, dude. I gotta say, people that hate on white claws, lame. Yeah, it's the way of the future. Like, oh, is this the watermelon? This is the watermelon claw. Wa- watermelon claw, dude. The new water, the new watermelon claw. Drink, don't drive. Do the watermelon claw. Oh, dude, <laughs> I need a white. What? I'm gonna write a white claw country song. I'm so glad about how this yeah. this podcast is going. Yeah, uh, it's also it's gonna be the same thing tonight. So I'm doing a four person podcast tonight. First Hell one yeah. I've ever done. Hell yeah. Um, uh, I'm not sure what the dynamics are gonna be. Yeah, my, my wife is on vacation. Right, which is cool. She's in uh, she's in Arizona with her mom right now. Yeah. So not actually right now. People who are listening to this, uh, this is not gonna. It, this was like a month ago. So you can actually yeah. you can. It's the Saturday that my wife was on her vacation. If you want to like actually fact check when this happened. Yeah. How, how long have you guys been together? Sarah and I have known each other. I should know, but I don't know. <laughs> uh, we've known. Yeah. We, we've been married. Damn. We've been married not almost nine months. Nine months on the fifteenth. Gotcha. And we've known it we knew each other for about a year when we got married. A little over a year. Actually, I think it was the the day we got married was the one year anniversary of the day we met. Were were you single when you were like my when you were like twenty six? I maybe dated some girls on and off throughout that time. Yeah. But never for any significant amount of time. Got you. And then I met my wife, which was awesome. Okay, cool. So when you when I was like 26, I was single, but I wasn't really dating. Yeah. Um, I didn't really start dating mm. until I was like 27 or 28, which is around right. the time I met Sarah. I got on the apps. Yeah. I was like serious. I was like, I'm going to try to meet somebody. I was going yeah. out with people. Because that's kind of, you're doing a little bit of that right now, right? Kind of. I mean, like, so... I uh, my whole adult life I was never single. Like I was in a long term, you know, long term relationship when I was like seventeen, until I was like twenty five. You know, started in high school. Started in high school, like senior year of high school, which is like the fucking. And she was a grade lower than me, which is the worst idea ever. Really? I mean, because it's like you're a senior, you don't know, you know, you're supposed to be going off to college and stuff like that, and you get into a long term, you know, a serious relationship. It's like. I don't know. People are like, usually like you cut the ties 
to mm-hmm. high school stuff and then they move on and like my, my buddy did that and but like i just met this girl and like we really got along and we started going out and uh yeah and then you know that ended like last year and i've just been single and gotta be honest i've had a it's been great yeah yeah i mean like because <laughs> i had never been and then like i just i freaking go to work this is my life right here right now go to work come back i'm pretty i run i lift okay eat sleep weekend have fun (laughs) (laughs) you know drink sometimes play a show get paid sweet awesome good stuff as a married man i can very much appreciate that yeah i mean like dude uh, there's having a lot of time to just dedicate to yourself Mm. and to self-improvement yeah and being better than you used to be exactly and also making because i know i know what you make because i'm made close to the same amount of money as you i think right yeah um but i got that master yeah you got a master's i had a master's degree yeah i got that master's baby and like yeah dude i mean to be honest but like i've only gone on so I, I like i was just in zero rush after that relationship and like just zero rush to get into anything right but like you know to be honest i've only been on it's like two or three dates yeah i, I would say dates and uh, I just can't imagine myself like I see my you know some a couple of my buddies got engaged, you know, and like I could not see myself getting engaged, yeah, for like fifteen years. No, I don't know. Like I, you know, it, it's just a uh, there's a so shout out to this dude named Tyler Booth, country singer from Eastern Kentucky as well. So like Tyler Childers and stuff, Eastern Kentucky, he's more like what people call alt country which is stupid i think that label i'm like just call it country because country is like when you think of like country these days most people they're like you know it's about red solo cups it's about pickup trucks they say that's country when it's not that it's like people have to label it something else you know anyway tyler Tyler booth is more like you know kind of traditional country he has a song called long comes a girl it's about just hanging with your buddies not you know not really trying to get involved in a woman just hanging out wearing the same old jeans for two weeks i do that uh i do not have a truck i wish i had one but anyway just talks about you know long comes a girl that's the song like long comes a girl it's like wasn't expecting it but here it is and you know that's kind of how i'm I'm open-minded but i'm not like looking to get get married and stuff like that and that makes a lot of sense to me and i I think that's probably a good call yeah don't um, don't get married until you're like i want to be married right (laughs) that's the thing is like man i'm I'm 26 years old but like my attitude is like getting married i feel like that's so far off for me like anything like that i feel weird saying this to you like this but like you're 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 in the process of like a really interesting transition and you probably realize this because you've studied sure you've studied a lot of the same things that i've studied yes so you're aware that like right now your brain is developing yeah and like you're just things are changing i remember it happening to me i could just think better and i and i could see through stupid things that used to seem so important and i was like i just was more aware 
Mm. It's like the development of your prefrontal cortex. <laughs> right. You know, that's what it is. And yeah. like, that's what we deal with a lot as teachers is like, we're dealing with young people who that hasn't happened to them yet. Yeah. And I'm man. not a teacher anymore. I need to remember that, but it's still something I'm, I am passionate about. Yeah. So like you realize that you're going through that process and just, it, you, you don't have to rush into anything and you really can be very intentional about like the relationship that you find yourself in and, and who you end up with. All right, guys, that was part one of our conversation with Kyle Tipton. I told you he was funny. And he's even funnier in part two, which comes out this Wednesday, unless you're a Patreon patron, and that's available to you now at patreon.com forward slash Mitch Makes Podcasts. If you're interested in becoming a patron and getting access to part two of all of our episodes three days early on Sunday, check out patreon.com forward slash Mitch Makes Podcasts. Right now, I think there are about five of you guys who are patrons, and it's awesome, and I appreciate you, and I love you guys the most. I just want to give a shout out to those people. It's Ben Risen and his lovely wife, Brianda, David Vandelberg, Chris and Emily Berry, Ryan Ray, and Tim Higdon. You guys are the fucking balls, and I really appreciate you all. You'll notice whose names are not on that list. My parents. Once again, letting me know where I stand with them and how much they love me. <laughs> you could become a patron for as little as $5 a month and help support the show. Where else are you going to go? to listen to a podcast that actually has people on it that you've met before in real life. So please make sure you're sharing the Facebook page, that you're sharing the Instagram page. If you have a favorite episode and you know somebody else who might enjoy listening to a conversation with that person, share it. Spread the love, guys. Let's not leave anybody feeling excluded. And make sure you tune in on Wednesday to catch part two of our conversation with Kyle. It is a better podcast. Part two almost always is. Guys, I hope you all are having a fantastic week. I hope you're staying safe, and I love you all. Have a good week. Bye.